the biggest traditions in wrestling is the idea that you go out on your back. But every now and then, the trend is booked, and a wrestler manages to sign off from a promotion with their hand raised in victory. It's usually political, but sometimes people just don't like losing. With that in mind, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, and these are nine wrestlers who actually won on the way out. Number nine. Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane's last match in WWE saw her pick up a win over then SmackDown Women's Champion Bayley on a July 2020 episode of Monday Night Raw. It was a non-title match, obviously, and there's nothing to say that Sane would have defeated Bayley had the blue belt been on the line. But we never found out one way or another as Sane was beaten down by Bayley the next week. This wrote her off the show and out of the company entirely. Now, will she return in the future? Well, you need to be a bloody soothsayer to know the answer to that. But the smart money, considering what Nia Jax did to her, is on a resounding no. Number eight, Macho Man Randy Savage. In January 93, Savage achieved the unlikely double act of finishing runner-up in the Royal Rumble and also making the transition to a full-time commentator as Vince McMahon forged ahead with plans to revamp an aging roster. 1994 was Savage's last year in WWE and his last televised opponent will forever be an excellent pub quiz question. The answer? crush of all people at WrestleMania 10. Savage picked up the win before returning to ceremonial positions, appearing at house shows, and doing a whole lot of nothing before jumping to WCW in the winter. A little over a year later, he was WCW World Heavyweight Champion. Number 7. Hulk Hogan If the focus is on wrestlers who won on their way out of a company, Hulk Hogan is never going to be far away. Despite dropping the WWF Championship to Yokozuna before moving to WCW, Hogan still managed to reel off eight victories over the big man on house shows before officially jumping ship. Hogan's first match in WCW? You guessed it, a victory over Ric Flair at Bash at the Beach 1994, winning the WCW World Heavyweight Championship in the process. Hogan returned to WWE in 2002, and his last match in the company came in 2006. The victim? Randy Orton in singles competition at SummerSlam that year. Hulk and Vince McMahon soon fell out once again, and Hogan departed for Memphis Wrestling, leaving with a victory in his back pocket. Number six, Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose's last few months in WWE eh, weren't the best, but you could argue that John Moxley's entire run in the world's biggest wrestling promotion left a lot to be desired. But an ill-advised heel turn and some truly awful segments put the knife into what could have been something special. When Ambrose eventually left the company, it wasn't a huge surprise. Well, to most people, go on. Play the clip. Just see it, man. It's almost like, just, just it's almost it. like just Dean Ambrose it. leaving WWE is a work. It's a work. Did you not see over the weekend where they had their final chapter? This is the last time you'll definitely ever see the Shield. I'm telling you, it's a work. How far does this conspiracy go? It's a bloody work, I told you! Anyway, considering how the man had been booked in those last few months, it is somewhat surprising that WWE decided to give the Shield one last little run, although the whole thing did sort of scream WWE Network Special. Still, the history books care not for context, and Ambrose's last three matches in WWE resulted in the 
hounds of justice, pulling out wins over Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre. Jinder Mahal did wrestle in place of Drew in one of those matches, but that's hardly an important detail. And thus, Dean Ambrose died and John Moxley was born. Well, reborn, that would be more accurate. And the Death Rider has gone from strength to strength ever since. Still a work, though. Number 5. AJ Lee The former three-time WWE Divas Champion had carried the division on her back for years at this point, and that same company had treated her husband like a piece of meat. Anyway, at the showcase of the Immortals, AJ teamed with Paige to take on those dastardly Bella Twins, the former longtime rivals, putting their differences aside to vanquish the villainous sisters. It wasn't a WrestleMania match for the ages, but it was more than adequate. More importantly, it provided AJ Lee with a much-deserved send-off in front of more than 70,000 fans from all over the world. Of course, WrestleMania 31 wasn't AJ's last match. That took place the next night on Raw, where she teamed with Paige once more and Naomi to defeat the Bella Twins and Natalya. Because everything's better with Natalya, don't you know? Number 4. CM Punk Alright, I'm not counting the Royal Rumble in these discussions because that's an entirely different beast. Besides, who's to say that Punk couldn't have gone on to win the 2014 edition of the extravaganza had Corporate Kane not illegally eliminated him from the match? As with Savage, CM Punk's final TV match in WWE could make for an excellent pub quiz question. Who was Punk's opponent? Well, those with long memories will remember that Punk was feuding with The Shield at the time. Was it Dean Ambrose? Seth Rollins? Maybe even Roman Reigns? The answer is yes to all three. That's right, CM Punk's last non-battle royal match in WWE was a one-on-three handicap match against all three members of The Shield. What's even more ridiculous is that Punk came out on top, making the most of dissension within the ranks to pull out the shock victory over the previously invincible Hounds of Justice. Less than a week later, CM Punk was out of WWE forever. Number 3. China China played a huge part in the Attitude Era and the wider history of women's professional wrestling. Despite this, she only actually wrestled 39 televised singles matches in her entire career. Only seven of those were singles matches against other women. Has there ever been a more influential wrestler with such a small body of work? China's forays into the women's division were confined to the last six months of her WWE run, and needless to say, she was completely dominant. The ninth wonder of the world easily swatted aside Ivory to pick up the WWF Women's Championship before going on to pick up easy wins against Molly Holly, Trish Stratus, and the former champion. Her toughest test came in her final WWE match, where she overcame the challenge of Lita at Judgment Day 2001. Despite winning that match, China soon vacated the championship and was out of the company. A brief tenure in New Japan followed before China moved into other entertainment endeavors in the cinematic universe. Number 2. The Undertaker Are we all really convinced that the Boneyard match will be the end for the dead man? The Undertaker has had one of the most legendary careers in the history of professional wrestling, but much of his post-streak ending work has pulled the curtain back just a little too far, exposing an aging man with a broken down body. Wrestling fans want to remember The Undertaker at his phenomenal best, 
while struggling to put two and two together against Goldberg. The Undertaker versus AJ Styles was way better than it had any right to be. The whole Taker concept does lend itself to cinematic matches, but that doesn't guarantee quality, and quality was what this provided. Styles, and to a lesser extent Gallows and Anderson, was the perfect foil for the phenom, adding enough magical athleticism to the sinister surroundings in which the match took place, plus also the meme and stuff. And of course, The Undertaker was victorious. Not many get to go out with their arm raised, but Taker well and truly deserved it, especially when one considers the dross he had to put up with in those early years. Kamala, Giant Gonzalez, a fake f***ing Undertaker, a smile-inducing win in what should be his last match, was absolutely the way to go. Number 1. Trish Stratus Not many people in the professional wrestling business get to retire as a champion. Even fewer get to win a coveted championship in their last match before said retirement. Then again, not many people in the world are like Trish Stratus. Alright, yes, Trish has returned for various matches in the last few years, but post-retirement matches in the wrestling world are ten a penny. In 2006, Trish announced ahead of time that she was going to be retiring from the industry altogether. And yet still, she submitted Lita in the center of the ring at Unforgiven 2006 to win the WWE Women's Championship. That sort of treatment isn't reserved for many in this weird old industry. What's more, Trish was given the victory in her hometown using the national submission move in the process for a company that has excelled in humiliating hometown talents and burying those on the way out. Trish stood tall above all that. It's only right that she did so on her final night as a full-time competitor in WWE. 